Section 16 of The Pearl Storybook Stories and Legends of Winter, Christmas, and New Year's. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Pearl Storybook Stories and Legends of Winter, Christmas, and New Year's by Ada M. Skinner and Eleanor L. Skinner. The Voice of the Pine Trees. And all the while, the voice of the breeze as it blows through the firs that grow old together will yield us delight in ancient days there lived a fisherman and his wife and little daughter matsue there was nothing that matsue loved to do more than to sit under the great pine tree she was particularly fond of the pine needles that never seemed tired of falling to the ground with these she fashioned a beautiful dress and sash saying I will not wear these pine clothes until my wedding day. One day, while Matsue was sitting under the pine tree, she sang the following song. No one so callous but he heaves a sigh. When o'er his head the withered cherry flowers come fluttering down. Who knows? The spring's soft showers may be but tears shed by the soaring sky. While thus she sang, Teogo stood on the steep shore of Sumiyoshi, watching the flight of a heron. Up, up it went into the blue sky, and Teogo saw it fly over the village where the fish folk and their daughter lived. Now Teogo was a youth who dearly loved adventure, and he thought it would be very delightful to swim across the sea and discover the land over which the heron had flown. So one morning he dived into the sea and swam so hard and so long that the poor fellow found the waves spinning and dancing and saw the great sky bend down and try to touch him. Then he lay unconscious on the water. But the waves were kind to him after all, for they pressed him on and on until he was washed up at the very place where Matsue sat under the pine tree. Matsue carefully dragged Teogo underneath its sheltering branches and then set him down upon a couch of pine needles, where he soon regained consciousness and warmly thanked Matsue for her kindness. Teogo did not go back to his country, for, after a few happy months had gone by, he married Matsue, and on her wedding morn she wore her dress and sash of pine needles. When Matsue's parents died, her loss only seemed to make her love for Teogo the more. The older they grew, the more they loved each other. Every night when the moon shone, they went hand in hand to the pine tree, and with their little rake they made a couch for the morrow. One night, the great silver face of the moon peered through the branches of the pine tree, and looked in vain for the two sitting together on a couch of pine needles. Their little rakes lay side by side, and still the moon waited for the slow steps of these pine tree lovers. But that night they did not come. They had gone home to an everlasting place on the river of souls. They had loved so well and so splendidly in old age as well as in youth that their souls were allowed to come back again and wander around the pine tree that had listened to their love for so many years. When the moon is full, they whisper and laugh and sing and draw the pine needles together while the sea sings softly upon the shore. The dawn is near, and the hoar-frost falls on the fir-tree twigs, but its leaves dark green suffer no change. Morning and evening, beneath its shade, the leaves are swept away, yet they never fail. True it is that these fir-trees shed not all their leaves, 
their verdure remains fresh for ages long as the masaka's trailing vine even amongst evergreen trees the emblem of unchangeableness exalted is their fame as a symbol to the end of time the fame of the fir trees that have grown old together end of section sixteen recording by nancy